into cybersecurity, there's a ton of content out there. And if you don't know where to start, it can be overwhelming, even paralyzing. So let's fix that. Welcome to Simply Cyber, a community of tens of thousands of aspiring and active cybersecurity professionals focused on networking, knowledge sharing, and professional development. I'm Dr. Gerald Dozier, Chief Content Creator at Simply Cyber, inviting you to get the answers to your cybersecurity problems with hundreds of cybersecurity videos answering your frequently asked questions, interviewing industry experts, and live streaming daily cyber threat briefings hosted by me. Now get the stories and insights you won't find anywhere else. Hit subscribe now and dig into all the fresh content on the channel and in the community. Nothing should stop you from launching and leveling up your cybersecurity career today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the party, pals. Today is Wednesday, January 17th. It is Worldwide Wednesday. It is episode 537. I am your host, Dr. Gerald Dozier, here for the Daily Cyber Threat Brief Podcast on Simply Cyber. Come at me, bro. Over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Leon Elliott, Matt McDaniel of the Yeet Crew, Marcus Kyler, chairman of the Yeet Crew, Chris Young, Vice Chancellor of the Yeet Crew, Mia W, Matt McDaniel, Sentfulis, Johnny Five, Soul Reaper, folks over on LinkedIn like Eric Jordan, and so many others, long-timers, first-timers. We're all going to be shredding the top cybersecurity news stories of the day, and I'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner. So how can you use this to drive cyber risk reduction Today, for your business stakeholders or long-term, like macro-level strategic thinking, there's all value in here for all of us. And if you're looking to break into the industry, settle in, my friend, because you're going to get massive value from this stream. Don't think that this is for long, long in the tooth, gray in the hair practitioners. You're going to be asked in any job interview, how do you stay current? This is the answer. You're going to find out about job opportunities and resources from the uh, go over. So like right next to me is how you stay current. Two windows over is how you find out about opportunities and get support and inclusion from the hashtag TMSC Simply Cyber Community. Olu, Olu, oh, knows what's up. My man, Nick Fidel, came back for seconds. Nice, Nick Fidel. Welcome to the party, pal. Guys, remember, <clears throat> excuse me, before we get into the stream, and Nick Fidel, you're in for a real treat because today's Worldwide Wednesday. Wait until your, your wig gets blown back from that. Listen. Before we get into the stream, let me say shout out and holler to the stream sponsor, starting with my good friend Eric Taylor and the crew over at Barricade Cyber. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses recover from cyber incidents and the damage done by them. My throat has still not recovered from yesterday. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Believe that. You know what cyber, You know what uh, Barricade Cyber does to threat actors? Catch me outside. How about that? That's right. Barricade Cyber tells threat actors to catch them outside. How about that? Go to BarricadeCyber.com and get yourself in a position to respond to cyber attacks much quicker with higher fidelity and quality. Also want to say shout out and love to Panopsi. What's up, Panopsi Security? Listen. Get a partner who understands your cyber program and your business goals. Panopsi Security. They have talented staff who can do VCSO work, tactical things like tabletop exercises or enterprise risk assessments if you need that kind of work done or long-term vision like, you know, what's my three-year roadmap? 
how do I how do I angle my business? We're thinking of uh, merging or acquiring another business. What kind of things should we be thinking about? Basically, think of it as a fractional subject matter expert that you can tap into and get massive value from. Um, Panopsi Security, go to panopsi.com. At minimum, go on LinkedIn and connect with Brandon Poole, the uh, CEO over at Panopsi, and a dear friend of mine. Note, I am on the board of advisors for Panopsi Security, so holla, holla, holla. Also want to say shout out to Anti-Siphon, but more about these beautiful babies at the mid-roll. Guys, I want to remind you a couple things. One, as was painfully obvious yesterday, I do not prep or research any of these stories at all in advance. So I'm making sure that you're getting my rough, rugged, raw takes on all of these, including hot takes sometimes. Because essentially, imagine if you will, um, I, I need to do this to stay current myself as a practitioner. Also, if um, if if we walked into the coffee uh, coffee spot this morning at work and you're like, oh, Jerry, did you hear about this? What do you think? I'm not going to be like, oh, hey, Kimberly can fix it. Thanks for asking me about that story. Let me go spend 30 minutes researching it and then I'll come back and give you an informed opinion. No, no one's got time for that. I certainly don't have time for that. You don't have time for that. So we're just shooting from the hip, riding low on the hip on a train bound for glory. Each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Brief, just like this one, episode 537, is worth half a CPE. So if you are uh, holding a professional certification and you need to maintain it with CPEs, um, take a screen, say what's up in chat, hashtag Team SC, grab a screen cap and file it into a folder on your desktop and once a year, grab it. I will point out, I've looked at ISACA, I've looked at ISC squared, their policies around CPEs do qualify for this. CompTIA, you'll have to do your own research. They're a little squishy. I haven't validated that myself. Holy crap, Lupe Peterman's in the house. Lupe Peterman, GRC zone. Good to see you, Lupe. Lupe, it's been a minute. All right, guys. Uh, I am super, super stoked. Um, we have Worldwide Wednesday. So before we get into it, I just want to tell you, if you are a first timer, not you, Nick Fidel, you're a second timer. If today is your first episode of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Brief, maybe Nick Fidel messaged you yesterday. He's like, you got to get in on this train. Do me a favor, hit hashtag, hashtag first timer in chat, hashtag first timer in chat. We have a special sound effect for you first timers. And we have a special emote for you too, uh, first timers. And again, apologies for my voice. I, I I blew it out yesterday, and then I went and taught. Um, so you know these are these are the things that you got to do. Uh, yeah, yesterday was fire. I agree. <clears throat> All right, guys. Hey, check it out. I got some fun, 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 fun stuff to do. Okay, here's the deal. Every single Wednesday, we do a, a special little segment. And I love it. The segment is sponsored. Thank you, ACI Learning. Check it out, y'all. <clears throat> Worldwide Wednesday is presented by IT Pro TV. Now, IT Pro from ACI Learning, the international online training solution that professionals in audit, cybersecurity, and IT turn to for binge worthy content. Use my promo code, SimplyCyber30, to get 30% off your first month or your first year. Uh, here's the deal. By the way, if you're a first responder or a veteran, you can get 60% off. So do not use my code if you can get 60% off. Believe that. Get, get Squeeze as much value as you can. 
out of the uh, opportunities that are presented to you. But ACI Learning is a high quality platform with like amazing educators and the production quality is unbelievable. Um, just believe me, if you know, you know. Anyways, go check it out, uh, ACI Learning. Um, I can't do a pin chat, unfor unfortunately. Uh, actually, you know what, uh, mods, if I could get a mod, if I could get a mod to put this in chat, please, for some reason, I cannot pin my own comments for some stupid reason. But anyways, here we go. Um, here we go. So here's what's going to happen. I am going to ask you where you are. And I'm, if you're feeling comfortable, let us know what country you're in. And we're going to see if in two minutes and 22 seconds, we can go around the world. And it always, always impresses me. And it's awe-inspiring. It's awe-inspiring that we have representation live in chat around the world at the same time. Unbelievable. No. <laughs> okay, here we go. Two minutes. Let's go. Where are you people? Let's go. Adam Birnbaum bringing on the United States in Virginia. I see you, Minneapolis. Beaumont, Texas. Is it Texas? Big Texas. Nashua. What's up? Right near Manch, Vegas. San Diego coming in long. North Dakota. It is cold there. Hey, BJ is in India. India is in the house. Texarkana is representing. Tom Bishop's bringing Italy online. I see you, Europe. What's up, upstate New York? Buffalo game was crazy. Am I right? Hey, Delaware. What's up, North Kakalaka? Ohio, Boca, Tony Parrish is there, Va Beach, USA, what up, Lupe? We got some more representation for India, Malawi, Malawi, uh, I'm going to have to get help on Malawi, I forgot again. Belgium's in the house, Chris Young, are you serious? Here we go. Where's my Belgium people? There it is, more Europe. Big Apple, Juan, Germany, yes, Germany, love it, love it, love it. Wiener Schnitzel, Sacramento. We got a lot of left coast people in the house today. What's up, New Hampshire? Oh, Canada. Hello, Toronto. Toronto hosting the NHL All-Star Game. Very nice. Zimbabwe's in the hizzy. Hello, Zimbabwe. Boom, Africa online. Thailand, Johnny Five, always representing. Love it, love it, love it. What's up, Nigeria? I see you with all your glory. Romania's in the house. Hello, Romania. Yes, sir. All right, South Africa. Very nice. We got South Africa. You're uh, Africa representing. Where's our Colombia? Where is our Colombia? Liberia's in here. Liberia. Boom. South Africa. More Nigeria. Finland. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Finland. Where are you, Finland? Nice voice. The Bahamas is in the house. All right, Malawi's down. Uh, by, oh, there it is. Thank you, uh, Ugh. Landlocked Malawi. The UK across the pond is up. Japan is in the house. We got Pacific Rim representation. Afghanistan is in the house. Look at us just going around the world. Yeah, boy. Come on. Let's go. Kenya. Kenya. Oh, where are you, where are you Kenya? Kenya's like in the middle, isn't it? There it is. Trinidad, Tobago. Syria's in the house. Trinidad, Tobago. We're going to go down here. Uh, Syria is in the house. I know that one. All right, let's let's investigate. Let's look through our Easter basket and see what kind of eggs we got. Trinidad, Tobago, DR. Where are you, Trinidad? I, I, 
See, I can't, I don't see Trinidad Tobago. It's so hard for me to get here. Um, Turkey, Turkey was here. Thank you, Turkey. All right, I'm just going through the, what the mods had to say. Bangladesh, Bangladesh, Nepal. Where are you, Bangladesh? Boom. Um, Colombia. Oh, Jenny Housley says Colombia was here. Boom. Oh, wait a minute. Did we have Australia? Wait a minute. Did we have Australia? I ex- I got too excited too quickly. Damn it. Is Alex Goodwin in here or any of the other Aussies? Ah, oh, damn it. All right. It doesn't look like... We- I try not to throw shade at the Aussies, but when it is the Aussies that uh, prevent us from going around the world, I'm always like, yeah, almost, almost. All right, everybody. So that, <clears throat> that was a lot of fun. Uh, as always, I uh, love going around the world. Thank you all so very much. Remember, if you are a first timer, say hashtag first timer in chat. Welcome to the party, pal. And uh, hold on. Did, did I, did I, uh, did I, Oh, body flux. Okay, hold on. We're, blah, 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 blah. We're rewinding it. Body flux. Bring it Australia online. Yes, sir. All right. Now we went around the world. Congratulations, everybody. Love it, love it, love it. All right, guys. It's fun and games. It's all about good times, but we do have work to do. So do me a favor. Sit back, relax, and let's let the cool sounds of the hot news wash over us in an awesome wave. I will see you guys at the mid-roll. Hold on. <laughs> Still working on the transitions. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. These are the cybersecurity headlines for Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. I'm Lauren Verno. Google- hey, really quickly. Uh, this is Lauren Verno's second uh, show. She's new with CISO series. I was giving her a hard time. I, I haven't heard this yet, so maybe she will have a pause in between the stories. But on her first show, I was giving her a hard time about not having a pause between the stories. Couple things. One, she's an award-winning uh, like news journalist or producer. Um, she's definitely got chops. So uh, mad respect for that. Sisso Series is better for having her. And uh, all about good times. Welcome to the party, pal, Lauren. Also, I just saw a first timer, Raymond Daysher. Raymond, welcome to the party, pal. pal. Let's get Raymond some love here, people. All right. Patches first Chrome zero day vulnerability of the year. You could say it was a big day for zero days as Google announced a new patch for the CVE 2024-0519 exploit. The company swiftly addressed the issue by releasing the update less than a week after the first reports rolled in. The zero-day fix is now available for users in the stable desktop channel, including versions for Windows, Mac, and Linux. Although Google mentioned the security (coughs) update might take a few days to officially roll out, Leaping Computer reported the updates were already accessible. An urgent warning from Citrix. To- oh, okay. Yeah. So she's not putting any pauses between the story. Gosh. All right. We're going to have to, um, <clears throat> we're going to have to do that. Oh, Rex. I am so pumped for Buffalo, uh, Casey. All right. So here, Ooh, it mentions ASLR. All right. Um, all right. So a couple things here. Okay. One, you know, Google Chrome, uh, is a, you know, it's a major app. Most people use it. Um, our end users like Carl use it. So, uh, definitely want to educate your end user population. Hey, 
even it's as simple as a straightforward video, like, hey, here is how you like Google, you don't even have to tell them about zero days or CVEs. You could just be like, hey, um, criminals are attacking Google Chrome in order to protect yourself. Do this screenshot the three ellipses, screenshot the help button, screenshot the about Google Chrome. You know what I mean? Like, like make it wicked easy. You should always be spoon feeding people solutions because if it's hard, they're not going to do it. Right. So we have to, um, we have to make it. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, Jeff Kim, and welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party, also, pal. just as a side note, mod chat, BSEC is busting my chops over here about my production. Um, so uh, tell your end users to update their Google Chrome, OVS. Um, the one thing that they say here is they say it's a critical vulnerability. When we use the term critical, it means like, you know, get this in place ASAP. But it's an out-of-bounds right that could allow access to some sensitive information in the JavaScript engine. Two things. One, when I think critical, yeah, I mean, you could have credentials in that um, in that space. But when I think critical, I think like you can take over the machine. When I think critical, I think you can have root access. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know how quick I am to throw the critical term around. Again, you know, I haven't done the research on this story to see if maybe it's wicked easy to exploit or something like that. But keep your Chrome updated. Also, they talk about how it can lead to a seg fault or a buffer overflow. So if you're a peckerhead, uh, kind of sorry, Kennedy. It depends on what what you know what rules are in your house as far as what's profane or what's not. Uh, but if you're a peckerhead, you could um, you could you could crash people's browsers like ooh like a cheesy denial of service attack. They would just open another bro- like a different browser and just go do what they want. So like the impact's low. The buffer overflow. Uh, that's where you're you're basically going to start being able to. Uh, control flow of um, process execution. They say here that you can use it to exploit uh, and bypass ASLR. Now we're talking. Okay. So this is just a, um, I want to do a little um, more, you know, where's the ASLR? The more, you know, um, because we don't, we don't talk about ASLR very often. Uh, Really quickly. So when they talk about ASLR, this is address space layout randomization. And this is an operating system control that Windows has where when it puts in, um, when it puts basically functions into memory to allow uh, applications to call them, it, it randomizes where in memory it puts it, right? Because back in the day, they used to always put it in the same spot and criminals or hackers, threat actors, whatever you want to call it, would know exactly where to go. So if you get control of process execution through a buffer overflow or whatever, you can just direct it over to where you want because you know exactly where the function calls are to, um, you know, make a network at uh, a network connection request or to run binaries or whatever. So ASLR was like that uh, control in order to make it random so you couldn't find it. There's still techniques, right? You could go look it up in a table because the the operating system has to know where those functions are so applications can request them and do it. So threat actors can do the same thing. But my point is they talk about this thing saying that Chrome has a vulnerability that could allow access to like uh, sensitive information or a segmentation faults of basically crashing the binary. But the fact that you can bypass ASLR, now we're talking, that is an operating system layer control. So 
Um, we could get into some um, into some some dicey space here. So TLDR, Google Chrome makes it wicked easy to update. So just update your stuff. You got to patch it. Ah, you got to patch it. Two zero-day vulnerabilities. The zero-day saga continues this time. <laughs> Citrix advises customers to promptly apply patches to Netscaler ADC and gateway appliances to address two identified zero-days. The vulnerabilities <laughs> CVE 2023-6548 and CVE 2023-6549 expose unpatched Netscaler instances to the risk of remote code execution and denial of service attacks. Now, Citrix clarifies that the patch is specifically required for Netscaler appliances, confirming that Citrix managed cloud services and Citrix managed adaptive authentication was unaffected. New malware. All right, couple things here. One, you people, you people, like chat, chat just like, I, I'm driving down the highway and chat just sees like the opportunity for ASMR and takes the exit. So I'm like still, I'm still driving, like didn't look in the rear view mirror and realize that all of you got off at the last exit. So please uh, come back. <laughs> All right. Hey, when I see this story, it's completely unfair. But the very first thing I thought of was like, you're going to see me at a um, you're going to see me at a conference near near you where it's going to be the uh, the emote face. You know, the the yellow face um, that looks like he's melting into a pool. It's going to be that emote. And then underneath, it's going to say, I run Netscaler like, dude. Netscaler is it, like Citrix has had issues repeatedly with Netscaler. So if you're running Netscaler, um, you really should be mindful. You're, you're probably well versed in um, <laughs> patching it and getting it in there. Ah, so, anyways, Netscaler releases more um, more patches. It looks like it's being actively exploited. Um, again, the keywords you want to hear is remote code execution. That's not good and um, arbitrary code execution, uh, is also, uh, keywords that you want to listen to now, um, denial of service attacks. That's fine, but it is, it is a internet facing device. So if you get a denial of service attack on it, there, there's a higher, like having a denial of service attack on an internal resource, right? Isn't that likely? Cause no, it's going to be hard for threat actors to direct enough traffic at an internal device because they won't have a, a clear network path. But something on the internet, oh boy, hold my beer. You can totally knock that thing offline. So be mindful of that. Um, it is important to note, I bet you, um, it, it says here that attackers must have a low priv access to begin with. Um, so this is not unauthenticated, uh, uh, unauthenticated access, basically. This is requires you to have an account. So for this to be executed, you'd have to convince some network engineer to give you their creds or they reuse creds or whatever. So this this is not a um this is not a red alert, right? In fact, I'd almost be curious if I had to guess the CVE score on this is probably like in the six, six or seven range. I'm just curious now. Judges, CVSS score. 5.5. Oh, you guys can't see it on stream. Um, can you see it? Uh, I can't bring it on. It's a 5.5. Five. So, you know, I'll give myself a little bit of credit. Um, there we go. <laughs> give myself a little credit. But I mean, basic, 
basically it's not so bad because they would have to get in your box and get access to creds. I will say from a practitioner perspective, and BSEC is a network engineer, um, so he could definitely comment on this. But from my perspective, I would recommend, like basically do a quick, like, well, you, obviously you should patch your net scalers, but you want to make sure you should, you should evaluate what the um, active accounts are on those devices. Like what accounts can log in, right? Because if they need access in the first place, but you have some freaking anonymous account or you have a general account or you have the default account or whatever, right? Because you didn't do good cyber hygiene on these devices when you lock, uh, racked and stacked them. That crap happens, right? No one complains that there's a dormant account on the box, right? No one's going to complain about that. But we as practitioners have to do access reviews. Oh my God, it's so boring. Get a clipboard and check it off. Yeah, it is boring, but guess what? That's the job. It's about maintaining a clean and as small an attack surface as possible. And user account reviews are part of the game because IT, with all due respect to my IT folks, IT and third-party uh you know, services, managed services, whatever. Maybe you hired somebody to come in and configure Netscalers. They'll create accounts that you don't even know about. It's not like they're running over to the cybersecurity office or the information security office and they're like, hey, I wanted to create an account on the Netscaler. Hell no. They're just going to create one. And then maybe they forget to clean up or maybe they don't care because they're like, oh, no one's going to know this account. Well, guess what? Um, people find them. Train persists despite patch. The exploitation of CVE 2023-36025 has given rise to a new malware, Femudrone Stealer. This malicious software specifically targets web browsers, extracting data from cryptocurrency wallets and messaging apps, while also collecting information such as <clears throat> hardware details and location transmitted through Telegram or a command and control C2 server. Despite Microsoft addressing the vulnerability in November of 2023, threat actors persist in exploiting it through Microsoft Windows Defender smart screen. The situation has prompted Microsoft to release an advisory urging users to update to the latest patch version. Self-driving. All right. So this was in the news yesterday. It's in the news today. I don't know if this is an update, but there's more information out about a specific you know, malware campaign that is actively exploiting the Microsoft uh, patch. Well, it's not exploiting the patch. It's exploiting a smart screen vulnerability that was patched in November of 2023. If you're not, I, I, I'm not 100% sure, uh, and mods, if you know, if this is an operating system patch, I think it, I think this is an operating system patch. Um, but keep your operating systems up to date as best you can. Um, essentially, a threat actor is going to trick you into clicking on a .url uh, attachment, which is basically going to download malware and your Windows Defender, if that's what you're running, is not going to detect it. And they're going to they're going to install malware, and then basically, according to this, they're going to steal. They're going to steal your wife. They're going to steal your kids. You are so dumb. So they basically, they're going to steal your creds and they're going to steal your session tokens. And it sounds like they're specifically targeting crypto wallets, Telegram, Discord, and Steam, which 
since I just downloaded Steam for Magic the Gathering, uh, I'm told my my risk profile has gone up. Um, if your business uses these, this is another one of those ones where like you just you gotta patch it, okay? Ah, you gotta patch it. Like if you're maintaining good cyber hygiene and good cyber patch management on your Windows boxes, go for it, right? And uh, <laughs> do not allow executives the opportunity to talk about. Well, this is why I run a Mac. I run a Mac, so I don't have to worry about this stuff, Jerry. I run a Mac because they don't get viruses. That would be an incorrect statement, obviously. So um, basically. Threat actors are going to threat act if you have got this thing patched. I do want to point out um, uh, there's more information here about what the payloads, like what this payload does once it gets on your box. Um, I'm just reading a little bit, so give me a second. Um, it uses Telegram for data exfiltration. Uh, yeah, definitely update your Windows boxes. And there's proof of concept exploit code on the web. Okay, so because there's uh, proof of concept or POC is the acronym you'll typically hear, POC uh, of exploit code, it's very, very soon until there's going to be full-blown point-and-click exploits of this um, vulnerability. So <laughs> we have you have plenty of warning. The one thing I will say too is be mindful of this. Like, it's easy to patch, like, if you have, like, two computers, it's super easy to patch, right? You, you just turn into the key... Whoops. That was a misfire. Woo. You could turn into the keyboardist from Sticks and be like... Like, working two computers, two keyboards. Um, but if you have 15,000 endpoints and you've got labs that are disconnected, you've got special uh, technology that is managed by a vendor and not really on your network, this is where you need to start thinking about things like network segmentation... Uh, firewalls to prevent and, and higher level of uh, detections and traffic detection uh, for malicious traffic. You also want to ensure, and this is a hot, this is a hot one uh, and you would be stunned, but um, you got to make sure that like people aren't using like systems they shouldn't be for doing web traffic stuff. Like, like an x-ray machine, like I get there's Windows and Explorer on the x-ray machine, but that doesn't mean while you're waiting for the x-ray, you just fire open Explorer and go to Facebook, right? Like, fortunately, it's gotten a little bit better because people are more prone to use their phones than they are to use whatever computers in front of them. But we still have that. So it gets, it turns into a real um, defense in depth, uh, multi-pronged approach where like you basically... Uh, network segmentation, educate end users, remove applications and stuff you don't need on systems to pre to prevent it from ever happening. Um, uh, watch network traffic, obviously, uh, to see where stuff are going. Um, and and you know, hope for hope. <laughs> I know hope isn't a strategy, but sometimes we have to use it also. How do you get to Facebook using Windows? Ex I mean, M Microsoft uh, Internet Explorer, whatever or edge, whatever we call it these days. Cars won't repo themselves. Ford abandons controversial patent request. Carmaker Ford has ditched their potential future plans to ensure car owners pay their bill. In February, 2023, Ford filed a patent to repossess vehicles of delinquent owners, including self-driving cars 
driving themselves to repo lots. The <laughs> described oh my God. Based on payment delays, such as locking the car, disabling steering, brakes, and AC, and even playing sounds. The patent was abandoned when Ford stopped responding to the patent office's inquiries. Now, in a comment to the record, Ford stated that patent submissions are routine and not indicative of new business or product plans. Oh, my God. No word from. Oh, my God, dude. This is awesome. Are you kidding me? This is awesome. First of all, I, I don't understand why Ford abandoned it. Um, I mean, but dude, can you imagine, can you imagine like the, they're coming after the repo people's jobs. So basically your car gets flagged for repossession and it just turns itself on and drives it like it's kit from Knight Rider. Like, I'm sorry, Michael, I have to repossess myself and off it goes. And then on top of it, um, disable the steering wheel, disable the brake, disable the brakes Ford. What are we talking about, bro? Disable the air conditioning, so now you're just being a jerk. And then playing annoying sounds inside the car to irritate the person who is not paying their lease. This is outrageous, dude. Um, Tesla's doing this? Holy crap, interesting. Um, I got to tell you, man, some, some stuffed suit at Ford must have been like, oh my God, like woke up in the, in the middle of the night and was like, oh my God, I got an idea that's going to get me a promotion and a raise, self-possessing, self like Ugh. walk towards the light, <laughs> walk towards the light Ford Fiesta. Um, I mean, I'm sure somebody thought this was a brilliant idea, um, but you know, obviously Ford has uh, abandoned this. Um, Honestly, I don't know enough about the patent process or inventions to understand um, what was holding this up, but I don't know, guys. Here's my thing. Like, I suppose when you buy a car, if you don't own the title, you don't own the car. So some people might push back and say, hey, it's my car. You can't like mess with it or collect data on it. But I mean, do you really own the car if you don't have the title, right? So I, I don't know. It always blows my mind when you see these repo shows where the guys like guy or lady are trying to repossess the car and the person comes out and they're outraged. Like you definitely knew you weren't paying your, 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 your loan, right? It's not like it's a surprise. But anyways, this has nothing to do with cybersecurity other than the fact that you can remotely meddle with cars. I will say that um, had this gone through, this would have been a hot, hot, um, technology to attack, uh, maybe in car hacking village at DEF CON. But like if Ford has the capability to do this, then, you know, hackers, you know, for lack of a better term, security researchers could also get in there and do this. So very, very interesting. I think disabling the brakes is a bit scary. I wouldn't have gone to that level. Um, and disabling the air conditioner is such a jerk move. It's like, that there's nothing you're like playing annoying sounds and disabling the air conditioner. Like you're clearly trying to irritate the person. Right. But, but to have it self repossessed, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Our sponsor savvy security shadow identities on SaaS apps are growing unchecked, rapidly expanding an attack service where businesses have little to no visibility or control. 
Savvy helps security teams safely embrace SaaS benefits by automating the discovery and removal of the most toxic combinations of SaaS identity risk. Savvy's automation playbooks and just-in-time security guardrails guide users at scale towards proper identity hygiene. That's Savvy Identity First SaaS Security. You can always learn more at savvy.security slash headlines. That's S-A-V-V-Y dot S-E-C-U-R-I-T-Y slash headlines. All right. Emmanuel Dark with the super chat. Thank you, Emmanuel. Um, Did we just become best friends? Yep. We can do this the easy way or the hard way coming from Ford. Definitely uh, love it. Uh, love all the talk that's coming in here. What's up, Jess Bishop? Good to see you. All right. It's the mid-roll, you first-timers. Get some of this. All right. Hey, everybody. Genuinely appreciate you being here. Thank you so very much. If you're getting value from the show, educational value, entertainment value, do me a favor. Hit the like button if you're on YouTube. Giddy up on it. Why? Because it helps people who don't know about us learn about us. We can trigger the YouTube algorithm. If enough of us, there's 445 of us here in chat right now. You can see the number above the chat window in the top right there. That's how many people are actively live in chat right now. 445 of us, if half of us hit the like button, YouTube is going to be like, oh, all these people like cybersecurity. This person over here is searching for cybersecurity on YouTube. Let me stick this in their suggested feeds and see what happens. So that's how we grow the community, and that's how we get more first-timers. So um, thanks so much to the stream sponsors, always Barricade Cyber, Panopsi Security, and Anti-Siphon. Guys, let me tell you about this. We are right on the cusp of some really big uh, training opportunities for free. Anti-Siphon Training is disrupting the traditional cybersecurity training industry by offering cutting-edge cyber education, hands-on labs taught by like really, really seasoned practitioners who are excellent at teaching, like SANS level instruction. And you can obviously go to Anti-Siphon Training, links in the description below and see their calendar of events. But I want to call your attention to two particular ones. The last week of January, so just in uh, a week or two, you could take John Strand's active defense and cyber deception class right there on stream. You could see it. I've taken this class. It's phenomenal. The first week of February, you could take John Strand's SOC core skills class. I have not taken that, but I know people who have, and it is phenomenal. So literally in two weeks time, you can take two unbelievably valuable uh, week-long courses of training for $0. This is not a gimmick. This isn't a ruse. If you know, you know, Anti-Siphon Black Hills, they're all about community support. They like they align with what Simply Cyber does. So if you like the vibes of what we're doing here, Black Hills is a whole big, you know, double scoop of that on a, a waffle cone. So go check out Anti-Siphon. If you want to get those two trainings I talked about or just do one of them, I have specific links to those specific trainings down below. You can do them for $0. So get up on it and get on. All right, guys, it is um, the Simply Cyber Community Challenge is another thing that we got going on every single day. Listen, here's the deal. If you want to build your professional network in a meaningful way quickly, do the following. Go on LinkedIn and search for this hashtag. Every single day we pick one person to post their cyber story. 
Galaxian6 has the baton. Does not appear to be in chat. Okay. So go on LinkedIn, search for this hashtag, find the person who posts. There's like 200 people who have posted every, you know, we've done this for 200 days. Go to their post, read their post, connect with them. There's one meaningful connection. Connect with the people in the comments. There's, you know, X number of meaningful connections. Let's say it's 10. Comment yourself on whatever their story is. Do you have, do you have some synergies? Do you like their story? Do you have some resources that might help them? Whatever it is, get in the comments. The next person who comes in will connect with you in the comments, right? So you actively built 11 connections and then passively you can build, um, you know, hundreds of connections. Believe me, everyone that has done this, it, everyone who has done the Simply Cyber Community Challenge has got massive value from it. So definitely don't sleep on it. Um, if we don't have, oh, Galaxian 6 is here. Galaxian 6, please tag somebody for the baton. If Galaxian 6 tags you or if you want the baton, basically that means you want to be the one who posts your cyber story today on LinkedIn and everybody connects with you. So just volunteer in chat right now if you would like Galaxian 6 to tag you for the baton pass. So there's two things here. One person gets the baton. Everybody else can build their network using this technique. All right, guys, we did Worldwide Wednesday at the intro, so there's no additional mid-roll stuff. So let's get back to work, shall we? Brought to you by the creators of Androx Ghost, CISA and FBI warn of large botnet. The hackers behind Androx Ghost malware spelled A-N-D-R-O-X-G-H-0-S-T are building a botnet, quote, focused on cloud credential theft and using the stolen information to deliver additional malicious payloads, end quote. CISA and the FBI released a joint advisory explaining that the botnet scans for websites and servers using versions of the PHP unit testing framework. PHP web framework, and Apache web <coughs> server with remote code execution vulnerabilities. And Droxkos is a Python scripted malware that primarily targets .env files for applications such as Amazon Web Services, Microsoft 365, and SendGrid. The agencies recommend reviewing platforms or services that have enlisted in .env files for unauthorized access or use. Detained. All right, so this is kind of a big deal here. Um, they call it Androxkos, but I'm not really, maybe I'm missing something, but this does not seem to be like an Android-based malware. Typically, you would think like um, this naming convention here would indicate it's an Android app. Um, but it's not. It's a Python scripted malware. Okay. So first of all, I know I'm being picky, but I don't like this malware name. I think this malware name is misleading and confusing to practitioners. Second of all, um, and this is probably more important, it is targeting and looking for um, cloud creds, AWS, Microsoft creds. That's not good, right? They say that it's a botnet, um, so it definitely infects endpoints and then basically uses that to scan on your network in your environment. So um, two things. One, yes, you can you can scan from the internet and scan these things. Um, see how it says it scans for websites and servers. However, if I'm Johnny Sales Engineer, 
Robert Cooper. Let me know if Robert Cooper wants to grab the baton. Listen, if I'm Johnny Sales Engineer and I go get infected somewhere on the internet because I'm like trying to get those leads, trying to get my Q1 numbers and I'm clicking on everything, and then I go back to the mothership and I'm on the internal network and I plug in, well, now you have a compromised asset on the internal network and it's scanning, looking for vulnerable servers. So don't think that this is exclusive to internet-based inbound attacks. Second of all, it exploits uh, a 2017 vuln, a 2021 vuln, and a 2018 vuln. Okay, here's my thing. You really, really shouldn't be running technologies that have vulnerabilities from 2017, 18, and even 21, okay? So um, definitely make sure that you're not doing any of that. Obviously, you want to make sure that you have EDR or endpoint detection response agents on your systems. <coughs> Excuse me. IT will typically push back. Um, when you try to put EDR on servers, get ready for that argument. They're going to complain that your EDR agent slows their servers down. Ask them to show you evidence, but do it in a polite way because they're not going to be able to because it really doesn't. Um, next, um, you're, basically you want it on so you can either ensure that this doesn't happen or be detect when it does happen if they're not patching. I do want to point out that sometimes, sometimes, uh, you could be fully patched and stuff, but they have a snapshot of a server that is not patched. So like in production, like everything's hunky-dory and you scan and you don't see anything and you're like, yes, this is epic. And then a, a server gets corrupted, things go south, they stand up some new infrastructure for testing, whatever it is, and they use that image that is vulnerable, well then you just reintroduce the issue into your environment. So be mindful that... Um, this is why we have to, like vulnerability management is a grind. Like you have to constantly be looking because new technology can come in that is older technology. It doesn't, like we don't operate in a point in time where like, oh, if there's no problems today and all new technology doesn't have the problem, then everything going forward won't have the problem. That is not a truth. That is actually a a, a, a myth. Um, now, obviously you're going to have less introduction of vulnerable technology from old vulns in your environment, but it still happens, okay? So just be mindful of that. And finally, it's looking for your .env files. This is where you know token, uh, uh, API keys, creds, these type of things are in here. The idea is they get your creds and then they take and they get into your um, applications and then they start doing banana stuff, okay? They mention in here that it could attack, I think they mentioned it could attack email, APIs, Twilio, SendGrid, Okay, just so you guys know, Twilio and SendGrid, these are technologies that are basically used for uh, communication and connection with typically customers. Uh, SendGrid is like, think of it as like a newsletter, right? And Twilio, you can set it up. It, it's kind of crazy how powerful Twilio is, but you can use it to like uh, text message people and stuff like that. So obviously, if I get Twilio or SendGrid creds, I could send you an email or I could send you a text message from a legitimate uh, approved source, right? So it looks like it's coming from Jen Easterly. It looks like it's coming from me. It looks like it's coming from your bank. And you know, there's a little bit of legitimacy there because it's the creds from that. So that is kind of the downstream impact. Oh, you can see right here, they talk about spam campaigns impersonating the breach company. Well, I, I assure you, I didn't read that when I just gave you my hot take on it. So way, way to go, bleepingcomputer.com. We agree on this one. Uh, TLDR, 
make sure your stuff's patched. Make sure you don't reintroduce it. Make sure your ENV files are um, protected and not duplicated all over the place. Also want to say shout out to Nick Barker. The man's gone from being blue to being uh, flesh colored, right? Our poor friend, Nick Barker up in the Pacific Northwest was um, basically, uh, what, what's the snowman from Frozen? Um, oh my God. What's that snowman from Frozen called? A anyways, Nick Barker was that snowman. And, um, and, uh, now he's not cause he's got, he's got power. Yes. You've got power. My man, Russian student accused of assisting Ukrainian hackers. A Russian tech student may face charges of treason for allegedly assisting Ukrainian hackers in conducting cyber attacks against Russia. The 18-year-old student identified as Seymour Izrafilov is accused of working for a Ukrainian hacker group that targeted local authorities and universities. Olaf, thank if you. convicted, he could potentially face up to 20 years in prison. Sonic Wall. All right, hold on one second. We got we got a we got a slight derail here. We got a slight derail. All right. This is Nick Barker. Hey guys, if you haven't met Nick Barker, this is Nick Barker two days ago. Okay. <laughs> and this is Nick Barker today. Yes, Nick Barker. He has power. All right. Like just a little fun side thing. Nick Barker, long time uh simply cyber community member, squad member, great guy. Okay, so here's the TLDR on this one. Um, I, this 18 year old kid. Okay. Smart guy, smart guy, 18 year old. He's just a kid. Unfortunately, he's, he has been caught up in the gears of war. And, uh, this poor, this poor kid's probably gonna not have a good day. He's, he's like, he's going to be made, made a, uh, an example. So here is the deal. All right. We don't, I mean, we see it a lot recently, but there is a subset of threat that you have to be mindful of called hacktivism. And if you've ever taken one of my courses, you know about hacktivism, but hacktivism is basically like you're attacking something, not for money, not for revenge, not for prestige, but for Nick Barker for 20 months. Um, but you're attacking it because of ideology, right? You, in this case, the kid stood with Ukraine and he thought he was supporting Ukraine and doing stuff. Now, remember Ukraine, Zelensky, in the onset of the Ukrainian invasion in March of 22, called on the world community to join the hashtag IT army and basically become freelance hackers uh, in a hacktivist collective for Ukraine. Zelensky does not have any authority to deputize anyone except Ukrainian citizens, I suppose, but you can't really deputize anyone in the world to just attack Russia, right? Um, but they did it anyways. I guess, you know, when you're painted into a corner, you take, you do things. So we haven't heard much about the Ukrainian IT army lately, but this kid right here, 18, in college, and he's just attacking Russia. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if this kid made a dent in Russia's military capability or whatever, but at 18, with all due respect to 18-year-olds, I was 18, right? Many of us were 18 at one point. You are impressionable. You want to get, you know, you want to be part of something bigger than yourself. You want purpose and meaning. 
you can get frothed up and, and basically radicalized um, pretty easily at that age. And he obviously had tech chops. So he got weaponized and he was attacking Russia. And Russia basically, you know, did an undertaker throat grab and lifted him up. And now that's it. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> he, he's, he's going to get in trouble. And dude, it says he could face, could face. So we'll see what happens. But dude, treason, I don't know what the penalty is for treason in Russia, but in the United States, I'm pretty sure it's death, right? So I, I have to imagine Russia. I need a fact check on that too. Is is treason punishable by death in the United States? I, I, that's kind of a, a a very strong take to not have it fact checked. Let me just go ahead and do that. Um, but I'm sure Russia's uh, take on treason is not like a, a, a financial fine. All right, so watch out. And you know, guys, like I, I hate to say it, like be careful, be careful if you're going to radicalize yourself. And second of all, like, I don't want to say be a good parent, but like be engaged in your children. Understand if they're getting radicalized. I mean, it could be this, but it could be anything like QAnon, like radicalization can happen. Okay. Radicalization can happen as easily as like, you know, predator, like sexual predators online can happen. So just be an active participant. Um, cause kids are impressionable. All right. Um, I'd be personally, I'm curious to see how this story pans out. Firewall vulnerability puts nearly 200,000 users at risk. Two denial of service vulnerabilities have exposed more than 178,000 Sonic Wall next generation firewall devices to DOS and remote code execution attacks. Tracked as CVE 2022. 22274 and CVE 2023-0656, these flaws discovered a year apart share a fundamental similarity, each requiring though a different HTTP URI path for exploitation. Sonic Wall Series 6 and 7 firewalls <coughs> are affected, but so far there are no reports of exploitation. Update required. All right. So here you go. If you're running Sonic Wall, if you're running Sonic Wall, you definitely want to patch it. Ah, oh, you gotta patch it. Simple. If you're running Sonic Wall, patch it. What they just said here is that there's no active exploitation in the wild, so you do have time. That doesn't mean sit on your butt and like chill out until exploitation happens. But unfortunately, here's the deal with working in cybersecurity. Um we get some time off, but like reality, it's like no days off, right? You can either do the work today or you can like flip out and maybe work on the weekend because like everything's gone to hell in a handbasket. Sorry, Kennedy. Okay. So 178,000 firewalls vulnerable. Uh, if you're wondering how they came up with that number, it's very easy to use a technology called Shodan. If you go to Shodan.io, you will see that technology. Very powerful technology. It's awesome. Um, that's how they can find it. It says using this technique, you can knock out firewalls, you can knock out VPNs. So what does this impact mean for your workforce? Dude, if you can't, if you knock out the VPN, your remote people, which many of us work remotely, right? Like post, you know, digital transformation, post COVID world, whatever you want. A lot of people working remotely, they're not going to get into any internal resources, right? T Microsoft Teams email, they'll get into because those are cloud-based, but your internal resources, not happening. Which, by the way, 
even if you have a lot of people on uh, prem, sales engineers, executives, people traveling, going to conferences, like people will be working remotely. So having a VPN solution is legit. Um, even even for IT people who need to remote in quickly on a weekend or something to fix something, you do not want technologies like Carl's computer running RDP opening the internet. That that grinds my gears. Cool. So <clears throat> if you lose VPN access because some peckerhead knocks off your firewall or knocks off your uh, your VPN concentrator, you're going to have a rough day. So get in front of it, patch it, take care of it, and off you go. Um, and and SonicWall, <clears throat> I'd also point out really quickly, um, again, I don't know how many people in the community that join this um, that join this um, stream, would this would apply to. But basically, in my experience, I see Sonic Walls mostly implemented at smaller businesses. And typically, a managed IT service provider drops the, the Sonic Walls into the environment. So like your business or your friend's business or whatever, they may be running this technology and you don't even know about it because managed IT services manage it. So if you're running an MSP, you should absolutely know if you're, any of your clients are running SonicWall and get in front of this if you can. Gabe Lister with a super chat. We just become best friends. Yep. Wanted to share. I passed my CYSA plus yesterday. Boom, baby, boom. Hard to quantify how much I've learned from this channel, but it's helped me since day one. Appreciate everything you do and all the support from hashtag Team SC. Way to go, Gabe. Love it, love it, love it. And congrats, congrats to you. Everybody drop some love on Gabe for crushing these goals. I love it. Uh, let's give you the Oprah emote. Very nice. All right. VMware and Atlassian flaws discovered. VMware and Atlassian have disclosed critical vulnerabilities that administrators are urged to patch immediately. Atlassian's CVE 2023-22527 affects Confluence Data Center and Server 8 versions released before December 5th, 2023, allowing unauthenticated remote code execution. Another high-severity flaw CVE 2020-25649 was found in faster <clears throat> XML Jackson data bind code using Jira software data center and server versions, potentially exposing them to XML external entity attacks. VMware's critical bug CVE 2023-34063 involves a missing access control problem in all versions of ARIA automation before 8.16, posing a risk of unauthorized access to remote organizations and workflows. While there have been no reports of the vulnerabilities being exploited yet, both companies implore users to patch immediately. Seriously. Remember to register for this. All right. We're going to give it a double dip on this oh, one. Oh, you got to patch it. Oh, you got to patch it. We're double it. dipping on the you got to patch it. Jesus Christ. Um, okay. Um, okay. So here we go. This is one that you really should get in front of ASAP. Um, I, this should have been the lead story. Way to go with the, uh, the content creation games. Stay tuned to the end. You won't believe the last story. Um, if you're running VMware, a specifically ARIA automation, um, you need to get this fixed ASAP. It's a 9-9 risk before exploitation, which is gross. It basically, based on the story I just heard, it allows a threat actor to just basically walk through and compromise your ARIA automation situation. Uh, again, that's a big deal. You really want to get that sorted out. Also, I would recommend strongly you don't just hit like apply all 
and then go get a cup of coffee. You definitely want to work with the application team that runs and owns the ARIA automation. Maybe get some third-party people. This is one where you might even want to call in some of those managed service hours that came with the contract when you bought the uh, ARIA automation stuff. The Atlassian, uh, if you're running Atlassian, um, you definitely want to get this sorted out. This one is a 10 out of 10, which means Hot Mess Express, it is actively being exploited. That's what that I would read out of 10 out of 10. Remote code, here's the worst thing you can get. Put Burn this into your mind. Unauthenticated remote code execution. That is the worst thing you can have as a vulnerability. It means someone, anyone, anywhere can access it. And I mean, well, basically anyone can access it from anywhere in the world. That's what that means. Uh, and they can execute code on the box. This basically means really bad news, okay? So if you're running Confluence Data Center Server 8 version, um, I would stop the stream and immediately go fix this. This is a hot mess express. Um, I would also, once you get it sorted out, um, do a little bit of threat hunting for indicators of compromise. I told my students this yesterday uh, at the Citadel. Just because you fix a problem, just because you fix a problem, something like this, hold on, something like this, you really, really would be benefited by spending any amount of time threat hunting, which basically means look for the indicators of compromise, which is like IP addresses, behaviors, hashes, right? I know that that's low on the pyramid of pain, but it is something. And look in your SIM and see if any of that thing flags. You're never going to be able to prove that you weren't compromised, but you can have a higher level of confidence that you were not compromised, right? And um, I mean, that's all we can do here, right? All right. This week's super cyber. All right, it's 9 a.m. on the dot. Somebody tell Nick Barker I did it. All right, guys, if you were here just for the news, one quick second. Tomorrow uh, at 4.30 p.m. on Simply Cyber Live, my guest is going to be Tom Hudson. You may know him as Tom Nom Nom. This guy is a, he's basically like a, um, like a level 60 Linux lizard. Oh, with lizard. Linux, Linux wizard. This guy has so many tools that uh, bug bounty practitioners and others use on the regular. He authors tools. His GitHub repo is sick. This guy is a legend. And if you don't know, now you know. Come check it out tomorrow at 4.30. I think you're going to learn quite a bit about it. All right, guys. Um, thanks so much for being here. Thanks to the stream sponsors. If you were here just for the news, have a great day. Be well. And we'll see you tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern time. If you're here to hang out and you're here. Oh, oh, you might want to hang out because the very first thing I'm going to do when the jaw jacking segment starts is I'm going to hand out a bunch of gifted subs. So hang on to that if you got time. Otherwise, peace out. We'll see you. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. Until next time, stay secure. Let's go jaw jack. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the party, pal. I am your host, Jerry Guy, kicking in on the jaw jacking segment. Love it. Love it. Love it. Hope you guys got a good 
uh, value out of the um, daily cyber threat brief. I certainly did. That was fun. Love it. Uh, Gabe Lister straight crushing it, homie. Let's do some gifted subs. Here we go. Five subs coming in hot. <gasps> Boom. Giddy up on that. If you're not a squad member, now you are. Scott Mack and Richard Culver, David Robbins, David P., and who's the fifth one? Brent B., my man. Good to see you, and welcome to the squad, y'all. Love it, love it, love it. Hope everybody had a, a great day yesterday, and I hope people got good stuff lined up today. I'm super pumped. Going to be doing a lot of Cyber 101 lab work, getting into that. Um, <clears throat> Gosh, my throat hurts. Yeah, jaw jacking is the spot. Oh, by the way, I don't know. I tried this the other day. It worked. Uh, we basically raised... <laughs> We raised $7 for the channel. I stopped doing this in the newsletter because it was like more work than it than it was like helping. But uh, just so everyone knows, um, I am going to be dropping this in the Discord general chat. If you would like to support the channel and learn a little bit, I've selected a blog post today. Three tips to use AI securely at work. AI is everywhere. How do you use it securely? Well, GitGuardian has uh, documented how to do it. I'm going to drop a link in main chat SC, okay? Main chat SC on the Discord server. Support the server. Click here, okay? If you click on this link right here, if you click on this link, for every click, it donates a dollar to Simply Cyber. So if you want to support the channel, there's absolutely no uh, requirement or obligation. You do not have to click the link in order to support the channel, uh, but it is appreciated. Jesse Johnson is one of the uh, beta students. I got to tell you guys, check this out. Check this out. This is uh, 12 pages of notes and feedback from uh, the beta tester students. And I have been executing on all of them. Um, I've probably got through maybe like, I don't know, half of the uh, feedback. There's, there's some issues with the closed captioning, which is like kind of a super pain in the A because I have to basically go in and uh, into Adobe and re-render all the video content. So that's a huge lift. Uh, but I'm slowly chewing through it. It will not prevent me from launching the course. Um, and I'll just, you know, go in and, and do it. But people are loving the Cyber 101. The feedback has been really good. Uh, CJ says, uh, a channel for the link to find it easier going forward. Absolutely. We could do that. Um, I'm open to feedback. Like, what do we call it? Like support the channel or sponsor link or something. I don't know. Let me know. Let me know. I, I, like, I don't know. I'm not great at discord. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Let's see. Look, let's look at chat. I see some questions coming in. Adam V. I missed Def, uh, DF31. Oh, oh, I see. Uh, Adam V missed DEFCON 31. Didn't have a chance to meet. Hope to meet you at AFK on DF32. Yeah, I will be in Vegas, Adam. I will be hosting, or I don't really host it, but we'll be having a Simply Cyber community meetup in Vegas. Um, Christina Palika, uh, one of the Simply Cyber squad members, actually recommended a really great place last year. I thought it was a cool place. Um, I, you know, CJ, Marcus Kylar, um, Carlos Hernandez, um, Finn Frock was there. Like, if you were there, Brady McNulty, if you were there and you liked that uh, brewery we went to, let me know. 
because I think we should just go back there. It was a little hard to get to, but I thought it was good. Uh, can I? Okay, so yeah, I um, see, uh, we'll 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 get this the um we'll get like a I'll talk to the mods and figure out what's the best way to have a a, a link for the um sponsorship stuff. Thank you. Uh, Amish Runway, she asked for the uh, Bug Bounties channel yesterday or the day before, and we put it in place, and she's loving it. I hope other people are too. Let's go, Amish Runway. That's what it's all about, guys. It's all about community. I am here to serve you. So if there's something I can do to better serve you and enable you to be more successful, let's go. Your recent view video on YouTube. Hold on. I'm sorry. Like my brain is melting. Uh, by the way, Adam V, I hope your interview went well. Adam, Adam had an interview yesterday. Um, your recent YouTube video on building a home sock lab was straight fire. Oh my God. Check this out, guys. I don't know if you guys saw this, but like I, I've been pleasantly surprised by this. Um, give me a second. Give me a second. Um, I'm such an old man. I'm like, all right, so check it out. This is pretty cool. Look at this. Four days ago, we launched this thing. It's already got 59,000 views. 59,000 views, four days. Only 1,000 likes, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm not going to... I don't do it for the vanity metrics. But uh, I, I'm, I'm pumped. A lot of people getting a lot of value out of this. We see Valentino in chat here. A couple regulars. Carol, David P., Lee Mueller. Yeah, if you're interested here, I'll drop a link. If you want to build a home sim lab, wicked fun, wicked fast, go for it. All about good times, all about helping. Oh, by the way, what's um waiting through logs was here yesterday. I figured out he was Black Hills. Um, I got invited to a private channel on Black Hills Discord around the news. So I don't I don't know. I don't know if they're asking me to join the news on a specific day, but I will tell you. If I do join a Black Hills Talking News podcast, I will let everybody know, and uh, we could do a Simply Cyber Raid. I don't know if you guys like doing the raids. I, I like doing the raids. Kiss me outside. How about that? Tom Nom Nom. Is he the same uh, for the YouTube channel? Yes, he is, IDK. A user under Tom Nom Nom on YouTube has good videos on finding XRG. Yeah, that's part of the... So it's the same person. Um, here, let me show you guys. Basically, I'm in a private Discord channel, or excuse me, I'm on a private Discord server with other like YouTube content cybersecurity creators. Tom Nom Nom is in there, and he he said he was going to start getting back into content creation, which is why I asked him if he would like to be on my channel because I'd love to, um, I'd love to introduce him to all of you. And his content is just great, uh, and he's a really cool guy. So if you're interested, go check it out. I'm not subscribed. I am now, bro. There you go. Hit the sub. Hit the bell for noties. I'll put the bell on for noties. There we go. All right. What else is going on, y'all? Everybody good? Like to thank everybody for uh, supporting. Can't wait. Uh, hopefully, uh, Jesse Johnson. Um, Jesse Johnson, get get up with me, Jesse. We got to talk about uh, Slay Security and getting you set up with a, a beast of a rig, man. Let's go. All right. 
Let's see. All right. Thank you very much to the nine people who clicked on the link. Definitely appreciate the support. Very nice. All right. Chris Young, thank you for hanging tough and bringing the heat. Thank you for pushing through. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure, Chris Young. That's what I'm here for, man. Sid Patton, I hear you sick of snow. I hear you. That's why I moved. <laughs> That's why I moved. Literally. Um, Joe learns CS is halfway through CTEM course, halfway through the course and loving it. Okay, so check that out. Uh, let's let's share that in chat really quickly if you're interested. Um, oh my God. Uh, if you're interested, this is a free course that I built. I developed the curriculum. I do all the teaching. There I am um, advertising it to you. You could take this course, get five CPEs, get a Credly badge, and learn from me um, for absolutely free. Free 99. Get up on that. Hell yeah. And thanks. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Nice. Fallon Watts' daughter going for the first cyber ops internship. Let's go, Fallon Watts' daughter. All right. I have a major interview today for GRC. Robert Lennar is coming in hot. Go crush it, Robert. Robert, I don't know what time your interview is, but I have videos on the channel on how to crush a job interview. Just saying. And by the way, Robert, is it Robert or Robin? I want to make sure I'm not butchering this. Robert, yeah. So Robert, hey, one pro tip, man, if, if, if you know, you do you, right? I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just offering suggestions. I would absolutely like grab a story, like maybe this Citrix Nutscaler story or um, this Femidrone story and like read the story, dig into the details a little bit, be keep it kind of fresh in your mind and don't just like, hi, I'm Robert blah, and like just puke femadrone stealer target um, info, but have it in your back pocket. And if they ask you something where you can work this in, it's going to be dynamite because you can literally say like, oh yeah, in today's news, uh, it was reported that um, this Windows Defender bypass exists with this Windows smart screen vulnerability from November. Can you believe it? It's crazy. Yeah. The femadrone stealer is just straight up info stealing by exploiting this bug. I, I, you know, it really points to why vulnerability management is so important. Just a suggestion, something like that, Robert. All right. I've done over 50 apps since October. Still haven't had an interview yet. Zach Morrison asking for help. Yeah, Zach, I got you. So if you're not getting interviews, right, I'm sure you're, you know, you're great. Um, but what I would suggest is it's your resume. If you're not getting interviews, it's your resume. Okay. Um, it's just not, it's not representing you correctly. So what I would say is, Zach Morrison, this is my uh, ChatGPT boss uh, cyber career boost pack, right? This is like a uh, Magic the Gathering booster pack, except you don't have to pay for it. Check this out right here. This is the video you want. Boom, boom, boom. Why do you want this video, Zach? Because you can take your active resume, uh, dis uh, uh, disclaimer, anything in there is essentially public. So if your name's in there, your phone number, whatever, it could go public. So uh, sanitize your resume before you drop it in here. Put your resume in here and then literally put the job rec. You don't even have to worry about formatting. Put the job rec that you're trying to apply for 
into ChatGPT and ask it to give you feedback on making your resume more valuable or tell it to rewrite your resume for this role. Um, it's going to do a phenomenal job and it's going to pair out things that are hurting you in your resume that really don't make sense to be there. And it's going to emphasize and add action and impact statements to the things that are, are in your resume that um, are relevant to the job. So get up. On, oh, wait, hold on. I got to. Sorry, I got to put the <clears throat> the link in chat for you. Hold on. Let me do at Zach. All right, there you go. Good luck. Best wishes. Um, someone's asking a question here. Any insights on AI security certs? Marty Woolums. Ooh. I haven't heard of any AI security certs yet. I mean... I wouldn't be surprised if there was one, uh, honestly, but I haven't heard of any. I haven't heard of any. But if you're looking on how to use AI securely, <laughs> oh, I don't even know. May I suggest this blog post, which if you click on the link, will uh, donate a dollar. This this basically Get Guardian company will pay Simply Cyber a dollar for everyone that clicks on the link. So you can learn and you can help support the channel. Last time I'll do that. I'm not up here trying to like uh, panhandle. All right. Marcus Kyler is sharing that Microsoft has AI security certs. All right. Let's investigate that, obviously. Marcus Kyler. Uh, if you don't know Marcus Kyler, chairman of the Eat Crew. Yeah. All right. Microsoft AI security cert. And by the way, if you're wondering what the Yeet crew is, it's just a, it's like a, a funny thing that we just made up of people who use the Yeet emote and say Yeet in chat. That's it. Anyone can be part of the Yeet crew. All right. I'm looking here for AI certs. Okay. Microsoft certified Azure AI fundamentals. Okay. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Here, I'll drop this link in chat. This isn't really uh, security related, but you know what? It's AI related, so let's go with it. Thank you, Marcus Kyler. Carrie says he's been using AI to help get him ideas to make playbooks to help when I do computer repair and help desk and services. Carrie, that's a freaking awesome use case for AI. Nice job. Love it, love it, love it. Alexander Brown. What government agency offers the best training to entry-level cyber and IT employees? <laughs> if I had to guess the NSA, um, the NSA probably offers the absolute best um, since they have, um, you know, cyber capabilities. I don't know if you can get in there. Uh, I would think the CIA probably has pretty good training. The FBI for sure. Don't sleep on the IRS. I know the IRS might be a sleepy pick, but they actually have a uh, cybersecurity investigative arm. If you read the book, um, Tracers in the Dark, they actually go into some detail about that IRS faction. And uh, it's pretty cool. So you could get in on that. Also, Secret Service, they do a lot of um, financial crime. So th that's where I would start. Jerry, ever had a moment where you thought about leaving cyber? Absolutely not. No, I have never once. It, it has never even crossed my mind. Ever. 
the the second I found out about cyber, I I looked like an anime character, like running with like speed lines behind me. I was just like, right, like that's what that was. What's up? And uh, I have never stopped Taekwondo. Gong. It's so awesome. Holy crap! I love cyber. The only thing I've ever thought about quitting, and it, I I never I wasn't given it serious thought, but like, um. There's been there's been one or two moments with with simply cyber where I've just been overwhelmed and I've been beat and uh, I didn't want to quit I just had to take a moment <laughs> so that's about the only time any of that stuff uh, does simply cyber count towards CompTIA Sec Plus CPEs so that's that's a good question I have confirmed that um, ISACA and ISC squared apply but if you basically if you're going to look for any certification you basically have to go to the certification body you have to look up get out of here you have to look up their policies um let me see see i i can't really do this on stream for you but basically you got to look at their policies and see like, what do they qualify here? How to earn CEUs. Here we go. Um, activities must be completed during the three-year cycle. Yep. No problem. All right. So 50% must relate to exam objectives. Okay. No problem. You need to provide documentation for the following activities. Non-CompTIA IT industry certs. So we're not giving certs out here. Although if you take my CTEM course for free, that's five CPEs. Complete training in higher education. So that's that CTEM course, right? Participate in IT industry activities. All right, hold on. That's probably the closest one we can get here. Uh, so let's check out what they say here. IT industry participation. Receive CEUs for these activities. Teacher mentor, which is what I'm doing, not what you're doing. Create materials or participate as a SME in a workshop. So you see how uh, CompTIA's, CompTIA's um, qualifiers for CPs don't really qualify. So yeah, CompTIA doesn't seem to match. Now, if you took the information that we use in the, in the um, stream and did something with it, that would certainly work. So, you know, go for that. Uh, Marty Woolams wants the, the, the link. Um, here's the thing. I can't drop the link in YouTube. That's the problem. So, uh, if you want to support the channel by clicking the link, you have to go to the discord server. Okay. You have to go to, here's, this is, this is me running towards cyber. Uh, you have to go to the discord server and then you have to go to the main chat SC. So Anita wants, so Amish runaway wants to know if she can paste this in chat. Here's the thing. I have pasted it in YouTube chat before and the platform that counts the number of clicks for some reason, YouTube looks like one click. I've had hundreds of people in YouTube click it. And then they're like, Oh, one person clicked it. I'm like, that's not possible. And they're like, that's what happened. So I'm, I'm experimenting by dropping it here to see if that's what happened. So unfortunately, Marty Willems, uh, if you can go to the discord server, I know it's a pain in the but to, to have multiple steps. But if you go to the Discord server, go to main chat SC and then click here. And CJ offered a, a suggestion for a link somewhere. Maybe we could do that. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. 
Uh, what else? Uh, what time is it? 9.23. I got a couple minutes left in me. Would that cover school classes for CompTIA? I think so. I think so, CJ. To me, that counts as um, instructor. Like, it, it, that counts as, like, coursework, right? Like, um, complete training in higher education. Let me see. Oh, actually, stop the presses. Stop the presses. Rewind this. Check this out. Check it out. Complete training in higher education. If you right here, attend a live webinar, as far as I'm concerned, that's what I'm doing. I, it just doesn't suck. So let's see what the requirements are. Uh, you must attend the live webinar, submit the following documentation, detailed description of the outline of the webinar and complete certificate or registration email containing the following. So here's the deal. Um, on-demand webinars and YouTube videos are only valid for CEUs if you can provide proof of registration or completion certificates. This is why I ask you to say what's up in chat and take a screenshot and file it away. As far as I'm concerned, what we do is absolutely 100% on brand and you saying what's up um, is, is how you have that evidence. Guys, here's the thing. I could stick a registration portal in front of the daily cyber threat briefing. It would be a pain in the butt. I could do it and then I could email you afterwards and we could automate all that crap. But I think saying what's up in chat and taking a screen cap is, is enough. It's enough. Okay. Oh yeah. Luke Canfield master's classes. Heck yeah. Go to DEF CON. Dude, when I come back from DEF CON and Black Hat, I just like, I just like smear 40 hours of CPEs into, into my SERP bodies. Thank you, ZMF. I agree. Emmanuel Okpara. How do I get into GRC? Oh, my friend, you've come to the right place. Emmanuel, check this out. I got two things for you, Emmanuel. One. Oops, wrong site. Hold on. One, go here. <laughs> all right. Emmanuel Okpara. First of all, go here, right? This is uh, my book for free. Download it. Ebook. Now, the next thing is not free, but in my 